do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. I like it. Hey girl, how are you? I am well. I'm I'm functioning within established parameters. How, <laughs> how are you? Now, y'all, y'all, I gotta say something here because we just did our pre-show <laughs> meeting, you know, and we both said, "How are you?" I'm exhausted. I am so damn exhausted. So I'm glad to hear. That you are functioning as, what did you say? Functioning within established parameters. I see. That's pretty good. I just don't think I'm doing that. <laughs> you're fine. Even when you're exhausted, you still function. That's the Do thing. I, I, I just feel like I don't. I had a good night's sleep night before last. First just, one in, God, days, days and days. And I woke up and I got so much done and I had such a good attitude about life. I was like, oh, yay, yay. And then, uh, you know, today, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> I think what she's talking about, y'all, is current events and how they've affected not just people we don't know, or but people we know, people who are out there, people who don't know they're being affected. All this is uh, going on, and it's all stuff that Miss Byron divinated a long time ago. I've been talking about for 20 damn years, I think. Yep. You know, just like that meme said, common sense is not necessarily a, a gift, although it is. It's not a fun gift, but neither is divination. Oh, no. It's nope. awful. Yeah. It's awful. So, divination is the practice of changing the time from linear to something that's not as linear so that you can see things from the past or the future. Would you agree with that? Well, I've never heard it put that way, but that is a lovely way to explain divination. (laughs) That's very good. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. I just thought that, how would you explain it? Oh, I don't explain it. I just do it. Right. That's, that's the, it comes to you and, and it's usually an unbidden thing that you're born with. It's a gift that you're born with, if you want to call it that, or talent or an ability. And I think that we're all born with the same set of abilities. Some of us, some have it closer to the surface than others. Some of us, it's closer to the surface because of our, uh, our biology, our, our inheritance physical inheritance and some of us have to work at it you know but i don't know maybe i agree with that but i think you know it's like and we've talked about this before and i talk about all the time is that some people are born with you know i use music as an example some people are born with a lovely singing voice and a perfect pitch well or perfect relative pitch or whatever and and so they have a natural advantage over people who don't have those things. Mm-hmm. And certainly you can learn to sing. You can you can learn songs and learn to sing and learn breath control and all that other stuff. And, and but some people can't ever really sing. They not in any way that sounds like singing. Do you know what I mean? I do. <laughs> I just think about my grandfather and he he could open his mouth and and words came out, but he, he never understood the tune or the or the timing and rhythm of music. It was like he was just shouting words at, at different tones, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not explaining that very well. But 
So the same thing is true with magic. Some people are just born with the ability to do it. Right. And then some people uh, may have less ability, and so they have to work a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. But I think some people are just not, they're not born with whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say they can't learn it, because I think they can. But I also suspect that most of the people who have no real ability at all are not interested in it. Yeah, they don't encourage it, and they don't yes. work for it or focus on it. Part that makes it seem like fun. Yeah. Well, if you enjoy it and you're interested in it, your focus is going to be there, and you're going to you're going to practice more and better. You're going to eventually yeah. get in sync with stuff. That's to me just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Me too. So let me ask you a question. Do you think? And, and I'm being serious with this question. Do you think that sometimes people are traumatized into their new abilities or their abilities that they didn't know they had? Oh, yeah, definitely. You do? I mean, it's like a, we used to hear those reports all the time of in a, an emergency situation, you have super strength or ex expanded hearing abilities, stuff like that. So. Yeah, I think that there have often been people who, because of trauma, and a lot of times childhood trauma, that these gifts just open up, they kind of explode within them, because it's a defense mechanism. And maybe a survival thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and you do, you hear about one, one talent compensating for another. So, for instance, if, you're, if you become blind, your hearing gets really sharp. Saying if you become deaf, maybe your vision gets better or something. But so yeah. I've, I've I've kind of wondered about that, and I know that a lot of so at the shop at Asheville Raven and Crone, I've been working a few more hours out there, and I always like to listen to the folks who come in the door, and I've noticed that a lot of them will will have a trauma. And I just, it just one thing led to another in my brain, and I kind of wondered that if it was a, does it, and the other question I have is, well, no, I, I, we better save that one, because that's one that'll get me and you going. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I also think people come into uh, a shop like Raven and Crone, um, either because they've got a problem that's got to be fixed for themselves or somebody else. Or because they've used up all of their supplies mm -hmm. from dealing with somebody's trauma or their own. Yeah. Or they're really taking those first steps onto this path and they need, you know, information and supplies. But So it makes sense to me that people coming in the store, a lot of them would be in the midst of a traumatic event one mm -hmm. way or the other. Yeah, they, get, they unload sometimes. Yeah. They'll come up. And but, just, and, you know, that's true. Certainly, I bet when you were in hotels, you heard way more than you wanted to from people. But <laughs> when I worked at the at Accent on Books, um, I, I knew so much about so many people, like being a bartender. Yeah. Because they feel like they can trust you. They kind of know you, but not really. Right. And and they obviously just bought a book on breast cancer, so they will tell you, "I bought this book because my mother, myself, my best friend." has this and I want to know more about it. Mm -hmm. And then they tell you the story of the of the, how how it has affected them. And I can believe that will be true at Raven and Crone. Oh golly, see I'm yawning. I didn't sleep last night. I was on Twitter and I was doing private messaging all dang night. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. So I understand that Twitter has got a new safety feature. You heard about it? Uh, I don't think I have. That's, if you report a certain tweet or if you report something, they actually will follow your whole conversation about what? it. What? Yeah, it's weird. Why it's, won't Facebook do that? I'm sure they already do. They just don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they sure do put people in Facebook jail over just the most innocuous. God, somebody the other day got, got called down on Facebook. I think they even went to jail because mm -hmm. they posted a picture of that Renaissance painting of a woman with an ermine. And it's just a woman from the Renaissance in a dress holding a weasel. That's all it is. And they was like, this is against our community standard. Well, why? Because it's good art or 
Because it's a woman without a man hanging over it, don't know what to do. What? Why is that against your community standards? Yeah, that is a good question. But do you realize they never that, that they do, never answer that? No, and and do you know probably almost everything that happens when you're being communicated with by Facebook? Probably, I'm saying probably because I haven't been there and I don't know, but I would imagine that it's almost all automated. You might yeah, think you're talking to a human, you know, yeah. because at any given time, there are millions, literally millions of people on Facebook at any given time. And those, and that changes out over and over and over again through the day. So, so many millions of people are on Facebook and they're posting things all day long. And so you could probably say accurately that billions of things get posted on Facebook every month. And how many employees would it take to monitor that? You see? So it takes one robot, one AI can monitor all of that. And the more information it gets in theory, the smarter it becomes. And the more accurate it is, but basically they're making guesses. And so this lady with the, the, the lady in the Renaissance painting, she it might have thought she was holding something pornographic I see, or, I or something. It was just, you know, a weasel. A weasel. It was a ferret. <laughs> uh, it's funny when you said that, I've had a certain politician's face popped into my brain when you said uh-huh. a weasel. And I went... I, I shouldn't do that. That's a real insult to the weasel, isn't it? Comparing him with a that human. So, <laughs> yeah. so I have you been? Actually, I'm seeing I'm seeing several politicians when I say that word. Are you? <laughs> yeah, we've got some real buttes, real buttes in the last five or six years. They just. Oh my God. Do do we do we start in on this now or do we wait? Because <laughs> we can talk about what we had decided to talk about because it's a very interesting subject. It might be a better subject for the podcast to talk about. The seasons are changing. It's fall, okay? And we're not talking about fall of the patriarchy yet. Yeah, we are. We're always <laughs> talking about that. Well, but it isn't the fall of the patriarchy yet. It's no. just autumn. Okay, we which gotta, is enough. Autumn is we enough. We gotta give it a better push for it to fall. We ain't pushing hard enough. Well, we need to push. We need to pull it down, push it down, knock it down, grind it down. We need to drown it. We need to burn it with fire. We need to bury it. We need to send it away. <laughs> burn it with fire. I love that. <laughs> knock it down. Burn it with fire. That's that's what we need to do. And what do you think will happen then? Have you imagined that day? Um, no. No. Because we're so in the trenches. Yeah. We're nowhere close. We've got a long way to go. And it, this, this fight to be recognized as fellow humans and to have fellow human rights and autonomy over the things that we need to have autonomy over. Which, you mean our bodies? I would say yes, our bodies. Yeah. So uh, some jackass can give my grandmother, my theoretical grandmother, because my real grandmothers are dead. But so some jackass can give my grandmother COVID because they they didn't want to wear masks because that infringes on my rights. Uh-huh. But woman in Texas can't do what needs to be done to make her life be what her life needs to be. Right. Because, because she doesn't have any <laughs> rights. Right. That's exactly we don't have it. We rights men do in this country. We're and not even mentioned in the Constitution except for the voting. I know. The 19th Amendment. I know. And it had to be an amendment. You see? Yeah. It should have just been assumed. It should have been assumed. If this world was a matriarchal world, what do you think would be happening right now? I, I honestly think that it would work better. I honestly think that there would be more, more caring for people and there would be less disease well, and a better environment. Oh, oh, God, yes. Are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> if women ran the world, it would be a whole different thing. And I'm not saying women aren't 
uh, prone to violence and all the other stuff that men are prone to. But we've had 6,000 years, 6,000 years of living in oppressive systems that have taught us a thing or two. Yeah. A thing or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, God. Well, there is this uh, concept that's been out for I don't know how many years called the mother world. Oh, okay. And I think you could probably Google that and you could find out. But it's people who have been speculating about what it would look at look like because matriarchal values are different than patriarchal values. And so that's it's the not point, just isn't it? Replacing uh, a business suit with a business suit that has a skirt. It's a whole different set of values that that honor nurturing and nourishment and it promotes a whole different set of values and I'm not speaking very eloquently about that today because like I said I haven't had any sleep but y'all y'all can look that up and I'll try to put a, a link to some of that information on our Facebook page but it's just a whole different vision of how the world works and I will step off my soapbox after saying this that there is a an older book called The Chalice and the Blade by uh, a scholar named Rianne Eisler. And in that book, she talks about the difference between power over or a dominator model of culture versus power with. And that concept is a very strong one. And it's one that I think we would, it would do us well to explore more in depth. And she has. Uh, she's explored that in several other books. So, Rianne Eisler, and I will put her name up and her website up on the Facebook page too. Yeah, if abs- I remember, I've gotten on my fingers. That I've got two fingers out to remember to put on the Facebook page. Byron, you don't have to because when I do the description of the podcast, oh, that's okay. I'll make sure and put it up there because I, you know, I listen to it. I re-listen to it, and then I I edit out ninety percent of it. <laughs> so, yeah. Of us just being us, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes we're goofy. Sometimes we're pretty mad. Yeah. Sometimes we're raunchy. Oh, and that's probably when they love us the best. Most likely. I think so. You know, we've got this group of of weirdlings that Ilsa had started. And, y'all, Ilsa is, I think I would call her a super fan. Is that fair to say? Yeah, because she's, or maybe it's just that she has this keen memory and observation, but I've spoken to her over the phone many times now, and she can, she remembers details. Like, I've, I just, she remembers things that I don't remember saying, but as soon as she tells me, I go, oh yeah, now I remember. She started this group, we, they call it the Weirdlings, and Byron and I can post in it, in the group, if you want, and it's got some unedited content every now and then. I try and put something up there that is maybe a little too raw for the public podcast. I think there's the occasional question and stuff like that, but even the even the weirdlings don't get the, the core stuff that we talk about sometimes. Well, we are just coarse, you know that. We're waiting nothing but white trash. Nah, you know. Maybe in somebody else's opinion, we, we. I know I put quotes around. Yeah, but in my opinion, no, we're not. <laughs> I say I was thinking about you more than me, but yeah, no, we're not white trash. <laughs> we're just we're just people who have a vision of things. I have said it used to be a theme of mine that I'd rather know the truth about something, even if I didn't like hearing about it. I want to know the truth about it. Well, that is also one of those mixed blessings. I mean, it does it lets you deal better with things that are coming or or things that are sent to you in your life. It helps you deal a little bit better with it. But boy, I sure would like to be one of those people who just went went around skipping all the time, going la di da, everything is wonderful. I mean, I really would. I think it's great that you know those people who can just appreciate the world around them and what they're seeing at the time and and they never worry or think about these other things well there is there is something to be said for being ignorant yeah 
Ignorance is uh, bliss. Isn't that what's that's said? Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, yeah, May all the things we wish we could unknow. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads me into questions about heritage, not just heritage in the Appalachian Mountains, but the lineage of witches and witchery and magic yeah. that's come down to us. You know, we've, we're an amalgamation of all of our kin, but especially our matriarchal line, I would say. I, I agree. I and, agree. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I, I, I stay in touch with, with my ancestors. That's what I would say. Well, me too. And it is ancestor season now, isn't it? Yeah. And it happened earlier this year than it ever has. The word liminal keeps coming to me. Liminal, liminal, liminal. Oh, yeah. I feel like we are always in liminal time. Do you? And things are going to be moving, and we will either move with them, or they're going to they're gonna move us. Yeah. 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 So you say you said that I had like three replies that happened in my brain at the same time, and my mouth couldn't say any of them. It just got paralyzed. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right, though. So one thing that I've noticed, that's this is one of the things I like about being at the shop, is I can, I can get my, uh, my, my need to observe things and people, especially. I get to observe a lot of people. One thing that I've noticed is we've had, we have these trends. Okay, so we'll have a day when somebody, everybody who comes in will be looking for uh, a deck, you know, or we'll have a day when everybody's looking for stones or incense or books. We've had people coming in who've been in the world of dreams, who've had a dream sent to them who, that contains a message or they had a dream and it gave them a knowing or they're wanting to dream for some reason. And they come in and it's like they've been struck by lightning. They're just they just struck dumb by what they've seen sometimes. And those that's what we were talking about earlier, people coming up and telling me things. But I have noticed that. And and do you think it has to do with the time of year? Or just Maybe. the time? I mean, and it could be something as simple as it's gotten cooler and people sleep better in cool weather, so they get to that REM stage. Yeah, I don't really know. But I, I also think, on some level, we need to be doing better education about dreams mm -hmm. so that it doesn't stun somebody when they get a dream that feels uh, prophetic to them. Yeah. Um, because they will come to expect that. I've been getting cheers lately when I, I teach a class in which I say, uh, magic is our birthright as human. It Everything is. Everything having to do, it's our birthright. We have it. It's given to us with our DNA. Yeah. And so we just need to reach out and grab it. Mm -hmm. We need to remember that it's ours. It's not some weird foreign uh, supernatural thing. It's perfectly natural. It's, it's perfectly part of who natural. We are. Yeah. People, totally. They look at me funny, kind of squinty eyed, like, what did you just say? <laughs> oh, huh. And I, 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 I reacted uh, strongly. I won't say badly. I reacted strongly to somebody on social media. And God, at this point, I could not tell you which platform it was who said something about uh, making something sacred space. Well, it's, it's not, it's profane and you have to make it sacred. Huh. I was like, listen. All space is sacred space. When you raise a circle, you're raising an intentional circle in which to do some work or some celebration. Yeah. But you don't, we don't make it sacred by calling in the quarters. That soil <laughs> underneath your feet has been sacred since before you were born. That's right. <laughs> we, are, we get so arrogant about some things. It just, I don't know. The older I get, the more it just makes me sad. And then... It makes me angry. <laughs> so anyway, I, that was a long way around the, the barn on that one. But I think we need to do more teaching and about 
dreams and expectations about dreams and and some other things too like um that first saturn return Mm -hmm. i don't think we talk enough about that and how that's like the final passageway into adulthood right so it's gonna be hard and it's always hard doesn't matter who you are saturn returns a hard thing and and we don't prepare people for it no and there's so many negative emotions that come up because of it shame being one that that is just common it's like why the culture tells us we're grown up when we're 16 when we can drive when we're 18 and we can vote when we're 21 and we can drink but we really don't grow up till about 29 or 30. that's when we really 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 are adults because we have to pass that weird talk about liminal space Mm. and Mm. and it'll teach you all kinds of lessons if you are conscious enough to learn them but most of the time we're just trying to be adults and have relationships and jobs and all that stuff and it's like what the hell just happened to me right you get to 30 and you look back and go what the hell just happened and inevitably what just happened to you was the return of the planet saturn to the place in your natal chart when you were born yeah sorry that was redundant but yeah well um and the first time that happens it's i mean sometimes it's not but so hard but generally that's because you have had such a traumatic life up till that point it didn't seem so bad yeah (laughs) well and i've known people who had saturn return really early in their chart early in their life well it's gonna happen probably between the ages of 26 and a half and 29. Yeah. It doesn't happen any earlier than that, I don't think. I, well, no, it couldn't, but yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> that'd be weird if it did. Yeah, uh. <laughs> just for all of y'all listening, if you don't, if you don't know that, if you, if you are somebody who's like 25 years old, or if you've got a youngin or a grand youngin, go ahead Google Saturn return calculator and it will bring it up and you just put in the date of birth and it'll figure all that out for you until you it runs from this time to this time and you'll know mm-hmm. it, I don't know that it'll make it any easier but maybe no I think it does make it easier if you know that's what you're going to it totally does again I'd rather know the truth even if it's not yeah. pleasant because feel or maybe that's just my thing maybe just the Taurus in me or something wants that 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 security of saying okay this is what it is so I got it covered now I'm going to relax yeah exactly so this isn't something I didn't wish down on me some kind of terrible uh ill will I didn't do something bad I didn't break a mirror none of that stuff well I mean you might have done all that stuff I don't know but that's not what that is right yeah so that and then more about dreams because you you talk so eloquently about dreams well i used to teach that course i taught a course on dreams and i've actually i've taught several courses i've taught a course on um uh, lucid dreaming yeah and that was i just thought everybody lived that life in dreams it never even occurred to me that other people didn't do that I think my first clue was in kindergarten, my first report card came back and the, the, the grades were good. The comment that the teacher made was that Alicia lives in her head. And so I didn't really understand that, but I, I just assumed that everybody had these same situations and dreams and I, you know, so much of your brain, they they used to say that your brain was mostly not used, that most of the space in your brain wasn't used. And I never did agree with that. I know that even if it's just storage space, we're using our brain. Nature didn't create for us a brain that was too big for us to use. Okay. it's Again, it's just an opinion. But I think that part of the reason that we sleep it's not just to reanimate our bodies and give us time to heal and be nourished although that's what happens if we sleep well 
it also smooths out our mind. It's not just to be a, a flushing ground for the day's events so that it doesn't clog up your memory. Because I think that it's now been proven that our memories don't really go away. So everything in our life is still there in our memory. It's just that it gets reshuffled to the back. And we never go all the way back through our memories, you see, in theory. Well, I don't even know if we're capable of it while our physical bodies are alive, you see, because I think that our resources go towards towards our physical body too. But, but I do know that everybody dreams whether they remember it or not. So it's a universal thing. I know that if you don't get enough sleep and if you don't go into a dream cycle often enough it will eventually kill you okay because there's something about it that will poison you you know you have to be able to get to that place of sleep else you don't become i mean you just can't function so i bet you never thought of of that before but it's true and you can look it up behind me, or maybe I'll find some links. I don't know. But dreams are almost a diff. I think dreams are the liminal space sometimes. Oh, definitely. But what we do with dreams is they just happen to us for the most part, but not in lucid dreams. They're different. A lucid dream is different than a regular dream, although to me it wasn't any different. Like I said, when I, I just assumed everybody did that stuff. And I have to tell you that it was much easier when I was a child. The more I learned about the way things should be, uh, the less easy it was for me to be able to dream well. There came a point where I had to convince myself that that stuff really happened. And then eventually... You know, my life changed, my thoughts changed, and I went back to the old way of dreaming again. But my dream life is an active place. It defies gravity, it defies time, it defies space. I've seen people, people come to me when they're no longer in a physical body, but I've seen them in my dreams. We've interacted in dreams, and I know it's the same for you. Oh, yeah. I've been given information that I could not have possibly known. No way could I have known it. But it was given to me through a dream. Now, sometimes from someone who's passed away, sometimes I don't know from where. And so the temptation for me has always been to kind of chase after the mystery because I tend to want to know, well, what caused this? How did it happen? And can I make myself do it at will? And, yeah. you know, the problem with that is I'm, I will be so busy chasing chasing it that it'll never come to me when I do that. I have to be in a certain place of relaxation in my life, mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, before that gateway opens up and I can go walk out into liminal dream world. But there's some interesting things about dreams is there are some universal dreams. Did you know that? Yeah. You've probably had them at least one or two. Um, Freud talked about it a lot. Carl Jung talked about it a lot. I talked about it a lot. Um, Wade Davis, do you know him? Serpent uh-huh. and the Rainbow Guy, he talks about it. Anyway, a lot of people do. But these universal dreams, some of them are about being uh, naked in front of the wrong, wrong crowd of people. In front of a crowd, yeah. 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 Um, there's another one that is you're falling. And there's some apple, There's some mythology associated with that one. So if you dream that you're falling, they say that, uh, you always wake up before you hit, and that if you ever hit, you'll die. You'll be dead. <laughs> have you ever heard that? I have heard that, and I've also heard that if you dream 
if you die in your dream, you'll really die. But that's not true because I've died several times in my dreams. I've died in my dreams. Yeah, so there's a... Unless there's I'm a, dead. Unless this is... A, what was that movie? The Matrix? No. With... Uh, oh, golly. This is terrible. You know, I see dead people. Oh, that What's little that Haley Joe Osment guy. Uh, yeah. And it, uh, yeah, I know the one. Bruce Willis, Haley Joe Osment. Yes. It was his, uh, yeah, I saw that. I don't know the name of it. Do you anyway, want me to ask a device? Uh, the Sixth Sense is what yes. The Sixth Sense. It just came into my head. I didn't have to ask a device for once. I saw that in the movie theater the first time I ever saw it. It was, I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I never read uh, the reviews or the summaries other than cursory glance to say, oh, this is sci-fi, yes, I like it kind of thing. And I don't know how I ended up in that theater, but I watched it and I was just like, <laughs> what is the deal? It blew my mind. Wow. I've never, you know, they say that the cold temperatures are a real thing when it comes to paranormal. Huh. Um, that And do you remember Bruce Willis would touch a doorknob and it would be cold? Yeah. And that would indicate that there was some sort of act, you know, that the ghost would be there, some ghost would be there or something. I I'm, I don't know about that. I wonder sometimes. I just, but but I don't know. I remember I remember that impressed me in the dream as much as anything, the whole doorknob thing. What? <laughs> Why? Why yeah. is that? Yeah. yeah, and and I I thought that his acting for a child, Haley Joe Osment, was fabulous. He did. Wow. He really. It was that little crazy little whisper. I see dead people. <laughs> and I also had the whole, here we go, you know, here we go. There's going to be a whole bunch of people that are going to go around saying, I see dead people, and they did for like a year afterwards. But you know what? I see dead people. <laughs> what can you say? I do too. I don't know and what that's to that's something I didn't used to do much. Oh. You see dead people, but that has gotten more and more uh, likely hmm. in my world. Hmm. And I have not particularly, uh, you know, I'm not particularly tried to get better at that. It's just something that's happened. Yeah. Same. I think same. I know, I know that it's not like I, I'm stand. I'll stand somewhere and and a dead person will walk up to me and we'll have a whole conversation. That that has not happened. Um, in my experience, I've never heard the voice of a dead person. Dead people's in my dreams and otherwise, or wherever it is I'm meeting them, they they don't speak with a voice that I can hear in my ears. But but I definitely hear them speak to me, if that makes any sense. It's more like it's something in my mind, not a physical thing through my ears. But some of them can't and don't even try to speak. Uh, with a voice, they'll just write something on a piece of paper for me. Uh-huh. Or, you know, I'll see it some other way in, in, in the dream, and they'll point to it and point it out. But I've found that in my that when I meet with them, if it's somebody that that loves me or somebody I'm related related to or somebody close to me, that often I see them when they're warning me about something and they're trying to help me out. And boy, yeah. have they ever helped me out? Yeah, you know, um, and that is the kind of thing that back to the whole people coming in the shop that when something like that happens to somebody the first time it happens to them evidently it just blows their mind if they're an adult when it happens for me it just happened all along and so I'm kind of used to it if you you might say but it I guess it just blows their mind and it makes them, first they, they tell me that, I know this is going to sound crazy, 
and and or often they'll tell me that well they they've waited and they were trying to just see if it, the feeling would go away and they all often feel like there's something that they are being told that it's time for them to have a transformation of some kind so that's that's been a trend that I've noticed and it goes back to the dream thing you know we should we should offer some dream dream work things. What do you think about that? What do you mean, like classes or what? Yeah. Like, yeah, we should offer some, some dreaming classes. Some, You know, what I didn't do at the college that I would like to do now that I'm free of the college restrictions is I'd like to have a like like a practical guide. All right, this is what you do <laughs> step by step. And just let it be my my true opinion about it, and and your true opinion about it, because you've probably had more experience with it than me. You know. Well, I mean, I don't know that. But you you yeah. think people would be interested? Maybe. Well, why don't why don't y'all tell us if you're interested? Oh, so, we're recording. <laughs> I forgot we were recording for a minute. The people that are hearing this, <laughs> if that's something you'd love for us to take up, let us know. Yeah, I'd be interested in, I could be talked into giving a class again. It's been a long time for me since I've taught, but I don't believe that I have forgotten how. So, Byron. Well, yeah. When you were a kid, do you remember things like bobbing for apples and all that, you know, traditional oh, Mayberry stuff? I tell you, that is so funny for, for you to say that because um, there are so many things now. Like if I watch something on TV or a movie or something like that, and people are just standing close together and hugging each other and kissing and stuff, I'm like, oh, what? But COVID, but COVID. And so the minute you said bobbing for apples, I thought, oh, my God, no, you can't bob for apples. Ugh, spit. There'd be spit everywhere. I, ooh, ooh. So obviously I have so a little bit of COVID trauma going on. Just a little bit. Uh, I am yeah. sorry. I remember bobbing for apples. It was always hard for me because um, my mouth is small and my teeth were big and crooked, so it was hard to get a good latch on the apple. Uh, so sometimes, and it was always called cheating, if you uh, if you picked the apple up by the stem, you know, moved it around till you could get the stem. Yeah. They said that was cheating, but that was the best way for me just because the way my mouth was. But yeah, I remember bobbing for apples. Well, you know what? I would push it up against the side. Oh, yeah, that's just, a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's getting to be that time of year, isn't it, with... Well, and you live down in Appleland, USA. Man, we've it's got some good apples. Apples start coming in this month, the good ones. Oh, yeah. We've got some real good apples in this in this county. We've got an apple festival coming up this weekend. So by the time the podcast comes out, the apple festival will be close to over. But it's, yeah. it's one of the last good uh, street festivals that I know of. The, the red, uh, there's so many of them that, well, maybe Brevard's pretty good too. The White Squirrel Festival. But, uh -huh. you know, they ruin it with alcohol because it brings in a crowd of people who just go out to party. Yeah. And yeah, brings, this one has. Brings in a bunch of drunks and, and drunk Yahoo. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you can't do that. I'm just saying it doesn't mix well with the Apple Festival crowds. You know, if I go to a fest festival, I want to go there. And see the wares and the shows and so on. I can drink. If I were a drinker, I could drink anywhere. So, yeah, we got the Apple Festival coming up. I, I haven't been there in a while to the Apple Festival. Last time I tried to go, it was so crowded. Yeah, yeah. And I just, uh, I it, just, I, I, it, I don't even think I stayed. I think I turned around and came back home. Well, it's on the verge of getting to be too big for its britches. But we've got a lot of roadside orchards, and they've turned into their own businesses. They're not just selling apples that they've picked, but they're selling jelly and and uh, baked goods and 
so on and so forth, and they're making good money. Well, when COVID hit, those the festival itself, it continued, but it was in a modified form, and a lot of it was outdoor at these various orchards, and they would do hay rides and so oh, on. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So this year it's going to be a modified version of that even. Huh, yeah. well... I think it's important for us to celebrate the harvest just like our ancestors did. Yeah. And to be grateful, to show gratitude. Often we eat food that we didn't grow, and often people are eating food they didn't even prepare. Right. I think it's really important to remember where your food comes from. It is, and that's got a lot to do with this season. We've got Mabin coming. And how do you say it? I always have to ask you because you're kind of the... I say it, I say it autumn equinox. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And actually, actually, um, years and years ago, I started calling it Harvest Home. Oh. Because, I mean, Mabin is the second harvest festival, the festival of fruits, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's kind of the, you know, the Wiccan standard about what Mabin is. We're not sure where the name comes from. It seems to be a Welsh word that means son. Okay. And and he he is often referred to as Mabin, son of Madrona, which just means son, son of the mother. Okay. So it could be because that was a sacrificial time. That's when we talk about John Barleycorn, you know, between the first and second harvest. But what happens for a lot of people is that we get to Samhain and it's all about death and rebirth and ancestors and all that. So we miss that kind of American Thanksgiving feel. Right. And and a lot of people didn't do Thanksgiving anymore for a lot of obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. So I, I just transferred the whole thing about Thanksgiving into that festival. So that's why I call it Harvest Home. And it's just the celebration of all of the harvest, all of it. Right. And a gratitude time. And it's a time, to my way of thinking, where you, you're looking down the barrel of the next six weeks getting to Samhain. Mm-hmm. And then six weeks after that, we're at the winter solstice, which means we're all getting ready to all start the whole damn cycle again. So it's also a time, maybe I use it, to talk to people that I feel like I have uh, misunderstood or wronged Mm. in the past year. Uh, If I owe anybody money, I pay back money if I can. I want to get to Samhain, which is also the new year and the beginning of winter. I want to get there with as clean a slate as I can manage. Wow, that's a good philosophy. So I can have six weeks before the um, the solstice, winter solstice, to just kind of rest and refresh myself and do some light planning for the next year. Hmm. And all of that is in my new book called Seasons of a Magical Life. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, some relentless self-promotion. You did well. We need to I clip that bad. out. <laughs> and I can send it to you and you can attach it to your emails. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm you so, are so funny. Well, I don't think you really need to do anything like that, to tell you the truth. Your your book has been well spoken of. I've had a couple people who came into the shop who bought your book who said, who, uh, you know, said how much they liked it. I had a gal who came in last week, and she had, she had traveled here from... Uh, I think Texas, just because she wanted to meet you and she somehow thought you were always at the shop. She might have thought you worked there or something. Well, I mean, I used to be there every Tuesday. True, that's true. And hopefully one of these days you'll be, you'll come back every Tuesday or whenever. Yeah, Yeah. well, when I can. So, (laughs) yeah, I know, I know you, you actually are really been busy oh wow how no pretty. well no i'm busy but i'm uh, i feel like i have been playing russian roulette this summer oh yes by going to places oh, where yeah. there was covid yeah um 
or potentially COVID. Yeah. And I finished up that last thing last week up in Minnesota. And that was, you know, it was good. It was outdoors. We didn't, none of us get too close to each other. But, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm really, I'm really trying my best to just kind of pull in like a turtle does. I'm pulling in. Pulling Good. In. I tell you, you need to listen to your instincts on that. You really do. So I'm glad. I'm glad you have. Well, yeah. I just had to. I had to start listening, and you know, I'm. I'm funny because when I. When I do listen, it's always accurate. But sometimes I go, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you, but. I have this obligation that I've already said I would do. Yeah. 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 I, that's a priority thing. So that's where you need to prioritize your survival first. <laughs> More than yeah. your obligation. Because you can... my survival and not bringing back a disease yeah. that's going to hurt or kill somebody else. Or me. Right. <laughs> At this point... At this point, you and me and probably everybody who listens to us, we have stories enough to carry us through the rest of our lives. This is, this is the big trauma of a life, I think. Some, if, you, if you've had something happen to you, okay? So, I think that... Huh, never mind, I don't really know the point I was trying to make was gone because it wasn't that well thought out is what it was and I my I, my attention was diverted because uh, I'm sure I told you here I'll take a picture and text it I uh, am looking at my front yard and it's really it's really pretty but this crow the size of a chicken flew up into the branch and it was just, uh, it got my attention, I'm sorry, right when I was trying to talk. This is my view right now. I just texted it to your phone. Aww. And if you look, you can probably see that crow. He's huge. But he was up, he, he may have flown away by then. But he was up there just flapping at me at the, he was right in the V in the, the tree that's closest to us. <laughs> totally got my attention. So I woke up this morning and uh, and looked out the window. It was early, you know, and uh, I heard the, we've got a neighborhood hog, a big oh. old red tail. Yeah. I think because we've got neighborhood chickens. So the, the hawk was making that little squeaky noise they make. I don't know, for such a powerful bird, they sure didn't make a silly sound. So I looked out to see what was going on. It was so foggy. And it was reminding me, and our buddy Sherry Barker posted about this on Facebook a little while back, that you know the Appalachian thing about for every fog in August, mm -hmm. it means a snow in the winter. So it's not August now, it's September, so it, yeah, it doesn't count against the fogs. But um, it just reminded me of that. It reminded me how I have I kept track of fog now for... I don't know, for the last, I do it a lot, but in the last two years when I've done it, it didn't pan out. So, you know, last year we didn't have much snow at all. We had a lot of fall in August. And the year before was the same way. So I, I wonder how climate change is going to change all those folklore pieces about, well, you don't plant your whatever till the oak leaf is the size of a squirrel's ear and you don't do this until this i wonder how much that's going to change well it no it'll be gone it. no it'll be gone because that has been replaced with what the scientists and the weathermen say i mean do you know anybody in the united states who goes out and does their own weather forecast and never listens to the weather or a meteorologist on the radio, TV, internet, or somewhere? Well, I don't know. You never listen to the weather? No, no, no. I'm saying I don't know anybody in the whole United States. Ah, yeah. I don't either. And which, and is what you asked me. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so I don't, so I don't I think we're going to have folklore. That. 
I do that, and I think there's probably plenty of other people that do it too. Yeah. Uh, but I also back it up with whatever the meteorologist that that pretty girl with the really good arms, <laughs> that skinny girl with the good arms. Aren't they all that way? Oh, well, you know they are. It doesn't matter what you know about the weather, but by God, you better look like you work out. Okay. <laughs> they look so homogenized. Do they well, not? There was a, there is a, maybe a, a, I don't know, page on the internet or a Facebook page or something that, that shows how they all wear the same dress. You know, there'll be a particular kind of dress and then they'll show a whole bunch of, uh, female meteorologists wearing the same style dress. Oh, that's funny. And it's like they have the meteorologist uh, dress shop. So it's going to make you look tall and thin and show off your really well-developed arms. I don't know. I, I get so ill, and I'm going right off the subject with this. I get so ill looking at these, what they make women wear as newscasters yeah. and you know meteorologists, whatever women are doing. It's like... What are you going? You you're at work now. I see it, but you got a cocktail party right after work. Is that why you're wearing yeah. that dress? Because <laughs> that does not imply that you are serious at all about what you were doing. I, I, I don't want everybody in a damn gray pinstripe suit. I don't want that either. But I just don't see why why women have to look like. Uh, well, I mean, I do see why women have to look like sex objects, no matter what, because sex sells. And why would you even listen to the weather if the meteorologist didn't look like she'd do you in a cheap hotel? <laughs> and you're welcome to cut that out if you want to. No, I don't want to. That's what sells. We all know oh, that. Yeah. Well, you remember the Was it Glenn Fry, Dirty Laundry? Or was it the Eagles? The Dirty song? Laundry. I know that song, but I don't think I know who did it. Yeah, it, I think it was That's Eagle. It was Glenn Fry. Yeah, it is a good one. But they're all just so, they're homogenized. They're beautiful, but they all dress the same. They mostly have the same exact accent. The accent just gets washed out, you know. And that's the group of of people who are between a certain age and a certain age, you know. I keep thinking about the one time that I saw a meteorologist on television. It was some channel... In South Carolina, probably Channel 7, WSPA, is that the name of it? And uh -huh. they had a meteorologist who was pregnant. And she was very pregnant, as a matter of fact. And it was the 11 o'clock news. And they made a mistake on the air, and she didn't realize it. And they had her, they were showing her, and she thought that they, were, that they weren't. And so she's walking across the... Rock, walking across to get to the big green screen and the camera's on her the whole time she just got her hand on her stomach <laughs> and, it, and she was just like mm, 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 mm. like it, like a like a tired very pregnant woman and then, and then she right and then they get back to the, her on the green screen and she's got this smile and she just could never tell that that had happened and it was just funny as hell to see. Because uh, it, it only took about a second or two. The, you know, it was a quick pan. And there she is. Boom, 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 boom. Poor pregnant woman. <laughs> about a week later, she gave birth. Golly. So I'm sure she I didn't can, feel like doing the... I can just see that, though. Yeah. I can just see her kind of... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> For just a minute, she was just like every other woman. And then when she knew the camera was on her... <laughs> You know, she changed. <laughs> and that's the way that it is. Um, well, and you you got to do that sometime. I caught hell a few years ago because I was at a conference, and a friend of mine uh, was supposed to be there, but she canceled because her beloved daughter was sick. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if she had canceled, it's because her beloved daughter was very sick. So I, they had come up to me and asked me if I would cover her class that mm -hmm. she was going to teach. I said, yes, of course. And then I went directly to my room so that I could contact her and make sure she was okay and blah, blah, blah. Well, I go up to the room and put on the kettle. I'm going to make a cup of tea. I'm going to have a cup of tea while I'm up, up there trying to, you know, look at my notes for that next class and do some other things. So 
I'm just sitting there in my other roommates and some other people come in because you know how it is at a conference. Yeah. It's like any room that's open is the open room and everybody just comes in. Yeah. It's like, well, I got a ham sandwich downstairs. Okay, if I have, yes, it's okay. <laughs> so I go through my notes and they're okay and I'm just finishing my tea and I put my little mug over in the, at the little bathroom vanity area, rinse it out and I kind of stretch, put my, put my best look on my face and I go, well, time to go eat Byron Ballard. <laughs> and picked up myself and walked out of the room and went down, you know, brought the boffo and did the class. And one of my friends got so mad at me. She said, it just, I, I just never, never said, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? It's like, I, I, it's not that I'm significantly different when I teach, but I bring a level of energy that I just don't walk around with all the time because yeah. that'd be crazy. Yep. You have to. Cause gotta, what, sometimes you got to put on the basso. <laughs> got to put on the extra red lipstick, though not now, because you're just going to cover your mouth with a mask. Yeah, that's right. The extra red lipstick. lipstick. I, I thought you saved that for funerals. My red, Oh, no, I love my red lipstick. I love it at funerals, though, because it's so dramatic. <laughs> yes, it oh, is. That was funny, wasn't it? Yes, it uh, was. <laughs> I have to see if I can find that picture. Yes, you should. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Well, so life at the farm has been going on, and yeah, I I check on steady. it's slow and steady. It's looking good over there. Uh, yeah, so I don't really I'm have glad, anything. I'm, I'm glad your brother could use that chair. It's my nephew, the one nephew, going to do, working over at Dollywood. Yep. Yep. Boy, he is looking sharp. Let me just tell uh, you. Has he got the dolly eye on it? I don't know about that, but I know that look, the work that he's, sharp. well, the work that he's doing is physically hard. So he's been working, you know, basically getting the equivalent of a 10 hour workout on his work days. Ooh. And you can see his muscles are showing and he's lost a lot of weight. And he did this thing. He's got this. So he's red hair and blue eyes. Surprise. <laughs> and that's hard thing to combat if you're a guy. But he wears this little hat, and he's he's got this tiny little beard thing going on. And I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but it's like all of a sudden I look at him and go, man, you grew up. And there's some woman that's going to be so lucky. Oh, yeah. He's and one I'm of them. You, the women who love ginger men. uh -huh. They are fiercely loyal, so he's going to get him somebody that loves a ginger, and she ain't never going to let him go. Well, and that's the way it ought to be. And let me tell you, he's one of the good guys. He's one of the last good guys, you know. He really is, and somebody's going to get a catch in him. They will. And so it's been, it doesn't seem like he should be old enough to, to, for me to even be thinking about that. But it is true. I'm thinking the space that I'm sitting in right now is the same space that I sat in with him when he was so young that he couldn't talk. And I would babysit him. And I remember one night he, he was sick. And I knew, I knew he was getting sick. And I knew something was wrong. But he was so young he couldn't tell me. And boy, is that a nerve-wracking feeling. How do you parents do that for years and years? Well, you just burn out your adrenals, you break your heart, you know, you do all that stuff. Oh, man. That's what you sign up for. Yeah, I guess. You sign up for the stuff because so much of it is so beautiful and good. Yeah, yeah. That it makes up for the stuff that's hard and heartbreaking. Yeah. It does. It does, I'm sure. Well, he's turned out to be a real good kid. And now I ought to change that and I, I need to say he's turned out to be an excellent young man moving into his first place and you know he took my blessings with him and that's the truth oh yep yep well it's hard because i was gonna laugh at you uh-huh it's that young and uh, but they're always our young ones aren't they i guess he always will be too yeah, yeah. that's interesting <laughs> i better hang up if i don't all right. Yeah, yeah. We'll All keep right. going. We're going to hang up now. Y'all, thank you for listening to us one more time with our whatever the hell it is we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs>
it's always something, though, isn't it? It is. It's kind of like we're having a phone call, and they're listening in on the phone on the party line. Party line thing all the time. Yeah, we do. I like it too. All right. So I know you got a million things to do today, and I've got, got at least some. Uh, calls today, and then I've got a big meeting, neighborhood meeting tonight, and then I've got, I'm going to be on a podcast oh. for Circle Sanctuary. Oh. Seven, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. My goodness. Night. Okay. Yep. Well, go be your fabulous self, and I'm going to edit a podcast. Byron Ballard. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Take, care yourself, take care of your hand and your hip and all that okay. stuff that ain't quite working right. I will. Oh, you mean my brain? <laughs> no, I did not say that, did I? You didn't have to. <laughs> all right, I will. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals. W-Y-R-D Radio.